It's perfect. And that's our new theme song. That is our new theme. Not even just for the bonus pod, for the main feed. So get excited. You're welcome. You're going to love it. Hello. Welcome to Unpunchables and more. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about about that. Don't worry about me. I ain't worried about nothing. What are we talking about today? Well, I thought we were doing a different episode, and then I heard you start singing, and now I think we're doing... Oh, no. Which one are we doing? Uh, Well, you said life, a movie about our life. Yes. Is that not what we're doing? I misunderstood. It's fine. We're doing that. But I do want to clarify, is it soundtracking our lives as they actually happened, or like the fictionalized, you know... So I wrote it down as soundtrack of life moments, but the prompt from Caitlin Southron, Southron, the thing is it's spelled Southron, but I'm like, it sounds like it should be Southern, but that's how she wrote it, so it's not. Southron? Southron. Yeah, maybe better than Northron. Downron. Or Cameron. Uh Uh-huh. Cameron is Northron, I believe. (laughs) Or Westron. So she wrote what? She wrote songs that would play in a movie about your life. Okay. Okay, I think I got the prompt right. I mean, we'll see. I have no idea if I did. Hmm. Okay, let me ask. Did you pick songs that like represent times of your life or yeah. did you pick Okay. I did do that. Okay. But only because I couldn't think um quickly enough to do something more specific. Right. So I had to go off of nonfiction. Fair. What about you? I have two lists. I have one that is like, oh, these are the songs that would be like, oh, yeah, that's the song that you'd hear around this time in my life. And I have different songs that are like, here's a specific moment of somebody's life that it's like, here's the song that I would put in to that moment. But it's a moment that happened in your life. Yes. Well, except for. Okay, just don't do any that don't fit that criteria. Okay. And then I think we're fine. Fine. You just imagined someone else's life and their life moment. Because I'm like, all right, well, if it's a movie about my life, some of this shit is just going to be different. So yeah. I was like, okay, here's what would play in this moment, in this moment. And it's like... Let's do for this this prompt, let's do the most uh, nonfiction read we can. Perfect. As long as it's not like, you know, traumatic or anything. Right. Okay. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go you first? You go first. Okay. So I got to start at the beginning. And for me, that is my mom playing music, my dad playing music. But let's start with my mom for argument's sake. Mm-hmm. This is a song that I grew up thinking was... Like a song everyone knew, we would all sing the hook together, and then only later did I realize, like, no, no, this is very specific to my upbringing. Ooh. It's Tom Waits. It's from his album of demos that were never released, called The Early Years Volume 2. How'd you get it then? Well, eventually it was released. Ah. Uh. But it doesn't sound like what you think Tom Waits sounds like. This song's called Mockingbird. It sounds like what I imagine Rufus Wainwright sounds like, based on nothing. You can see why kids would like it. Yeah. And then wait till the whistling. This definitely sounds like a Randy Newman demo. Here we go. It's also fun because I am the only one of my siblings that can whistle. Mm. So I felt very proud whenever this song came on. Yeah, this was like a... Oh, I'm about to show these motherfuckers up again. A little song. flex. I may be the middle kid, but I am You're the, the top only one whistler. that can whistle. I also feel like just as a song, going kind of off of more the direction you were going with this, mm-hmm. this kills for like a soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Like imagine the scenes that could play out to this. It's definitely uh, like uh, 
lonely first day at first grade yeah. kind of in a new school kind of song oh well now you're actually writing my story so thank you so much I just think that generally speaking I would be doing myself a huge disservice by not having at least one Tom Waits song in there of course because he you know he's a man I don't think I have any Radiohead in here though well, it's okay. It wasn't like a part of your childhood, was it? It was not. So I think it doesn't totally make sense for the prompt. Maybe. All of my songs are representative of things from high school or college. Oh my God, you, you started at high school. Yeah. So in your movie, do you just skip childhood? You start at 18? I feel like it's like I'm starting at 16. Perfect. Well, just, where do you start? All right. Mu- music wise? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I got to start with... Hmm. No, I'm going to start with The Strokes and with a song called You Only Live Once, Baby. Everyone knows this song. This is like the song that I feel like for high school just felt to me like having the best time with your friends. It still just feels like, like this is the song that plays in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I love this song so much. And it's I was obsessed with the song. strokes. I think that like, even though I think this is maybe one of their least like, coherently or cohesively good albums, I'm like, so much of it is tied to me and who I am, and I'm like, no, I think this album is maybe my favorite of the Strokes. And also, I think I've talked about it before, but I wrote uh, my college entrance essay to UT about the music video for this song and how it made me want to pursue uh, music video development. So, do you want to read it? The essay? Yeah. I couldn't find it if I wanted to, and absolutely not. But it's a great video if you haven't seen it by Warren Fu. It's like entirely in space on a spaceship or some shit. The Strokes were on some fucking drugs. When did you get into them again? How old were you? Uh, I'm gonna say like 15. And they were my first favorite band. So you like got into music? mm, Kind of. It felt so. I feel like I really got into music through like rock band or guitar hero <laughs> and then i was like oh i like these strokes guys i'm gonna check them out and then i checked out their most recent at the time album which was first impressions of earth and i was like yo this fucking rules yeah and yeah another song from them is on my list which i'll play next but it's just like they were like ex- like exceedingly formative for me and i mean my first favorite band one of the first groups where i was like i want to talk about this with anyone who will ask <laughs> but like i was way into them and yeah this just feels like high school and joy to me well they also lend themselves really well to soundtracks oh yeah i the one pilot i wrote that i wrote music into <laughs> which i'm still not sure that was a good idea but i was like you have to show them your style don't actually I think, think you get these songs the whole opening sequence is timed out over the intro of last night nice <laughs> until the band breaks in yeah i just feel like it, you hear it and you're like oh yeah no, no no i see the scene i see the scene so far that i can like see how it's colored right Do you know what i mean yeah i think you gotta set everything that you want to see in something you're writing in that thing yeah yeah i guess i don't know i'm still figuring it out so what follows up mockingbird okay now i have to go with another anthem of my childhood because so much of my personality was formed in those you know like eight years in the woods and music was such a huge part of that right this artist is funny because i fucking hated them for so long. Linkin Park. It's Linkin Park. It's like my dad's, maybe my dad's favorite artist. It's also like, it just, to me, I close my eyes and I am a kid again. Is this Faces? No. Oh. Ready for this little part? Is this Peter, Paul, and Mary? 
Do you get it now? No. James Taylor. Oh. I don't know much James Taylor. He, he's like very technically good. Yeah. But if you don't like his voice, you're not going to like it. So you didn't like his voice? I hated his voice. I made my dad promise to never play him in the house again. That's great. Because this, I'm just like, this just sounds like every other singer-songwriter that's ever happened Well, he's hugely influential. Yeah. So many songwriters model their careers off of James Taylor. So was it like you hated a lot of the people that were inspired by James Taylor, too? Yeah, I don't even think I was thinking about that hard. I'm talking about like three to ten, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like... His voice to me sounded like after you drink a glass of milk. <laughs> like, yeah. funny nasally quality. Totally. But he also has these, like, great... He's a phenomenal guitar player, and my dad is obsessed with him. And so my dad kind of plays guitar like James Taylor, or he did before he fucked his finger up. And so I just felt like I was oversaturated with this type of music. Yeah. And for some reason, my mom's music, I was like, this is tight. But then my dad's music, I was like, fuck you, dad. <laughs> but it's, like, totally fine. Like... Maybe you're not into this, but like this is kind of cool. Yeah. This part. Oh, it's a story song. It's a story song. It's, All right. It actually is the premise of Encino Man, and they stole that. Is that no? <laughs> That's not canon, but it is actually called Frozen Man. By James Taylor. That's... And it is about a man, like, coming back to life after being frozen. Well, that's incredible. <laughs> and Cino Man stole their premise from James Taylor. I mean, everything Polly Shore has done has been adapted from something else. Grilly. That's my, uh... That's not a good Polly Shore impression. I didn't know that was a Polly Shore impression until he said it. cheese, bro. <laughs> that's good. That was it. No, it's not. That was the one. I'm trying to remember Goofy movie, and I can't remember anything suddenly. Stacy, Stacy, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. He's like, that the man. Yeah. Like, it almost sounds like he's choking on words. Where's the juice? That's it. You're getting it. Oh, that's from Encino Man, though, right? I don't remember, even though I just watched it a month ago. Oh. Turns out when you disassociate a lot, it affects your memory. These are things I'm learning in therapy. That'll do it. It's fine. Anyway, I can imagine this song playing over any number of, like... <laughs> wholesome sequences yeah it feels like a song that was i'm like it was already in rushmore it the just song? feels like that my name is william james mcphee <laughs> my so... name is max <laughs> yeah. just cut that in uh-huh anyway i i probably should have distilled the moments at which these songs would play a little more but i don't know if you were doing like a montage of my life at my funeral like these would be songs that would have to come in the first half yeah What's yours? All right, I'm gonna do the other Stroke song, uh, which is. You have is, two Stroke songs. Yeah, I just said that. I wasn't listening. I have two Stroke songs, and then the other two are different. And then I'm gonna play one from my hypothetical list because I do think it's good. Okay. All right. Uh, the other Stroke song is from the same album too. It's called Red Light, and this is because this is the first song that I was like, ever like, oh, if I'm in love with someone, this is the song I'm gonna play for them. Like to me, this was like just the sweetest love song ever written this i mean i can hear the words but musically i would not think of a love song oh it's so it's just i mean the entire thing is just like i'll do anything for you and very much like about i think it's like about a fight if or like a fight that's happening and it's like if you don't want to do this anymore i'll drop you off at the next red light uh but it's just like i i want you to know that i'm like in for this whole thing so did I you had ever a, play it for someone no but i had a very distinct like daydream of like asking out a girl by singing this on top of a table in the cafeteria and thank god i never did 
think you should have. No, I'm glad I didn't. It I can't. Give you uh, so much more material now. Nah, it was at the advent of like cell phones too. So I'm like <laughs> that footage. I'd be the original Star Wars kid. I can't have that shit happening. I'm not the original. This song's good though. It's a great song. I think it's still like I still go for drives and like just listen to. It. I'm like yeah, still romantic, still love it. Such an era contained in this exact like production. Yeah. That even if you did it now, it wouldn't sound the same. It reminds me so much of just like a specific drive in my hometown at a specific time where I'm just like, yeah, if I'm driving by the high school, I'm hearing red light by the strokes. Is that the sequence in your movie? No, well, I mean like... He's playing in a driving sequence when he goes back to his hometown and drives around? I think to me it's like he's in a car with the girl he likes and they've just been hanging out, but he's just like harboring this crush on her and it's like the song is very low and he's just kind of like... Cool, cool, cool. Does he yeah. slowly turn it up, and then like it cuts to a montage of them having fun? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is a, he drops her off and just kind of like, all right, see you later, and like the song ends and he's just like, oh, you're fucking idiot, and he bangs his head on the steering wheel or some shit. I love it. But yeah. Let's write this movie. I absolutely do not want to write any movie based on my life. That's fine. But yeah, this uh, song rules. It is. You're not wrong. That yeah. song does rule. I love that you have two... I don't know. I must not be able to hear you having two Strokes songs the, on it. I mean, again, the Strokes were like the most critical band to me all throughout high school. So I'm just like, it, it would be insane for me to not have at least yeah. two. You got to stay true to you, And man. even like of the list I made, there were two that I was like, well, these are albums and they're just the mood of my high school experience. But I can't pick like a single song where I'm like, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of mine are early childhood because I feel like that was more formative for me than later. Yeah. But... I also just remember it better, if I'm honest. <laughs> Again, disassociating. Look it up, folks. Okay. My next one, I'm going to go for one that I feel, of all the songs I liked in this era of my life, it's the one that like best encapsulates all the various mm, things I liked about this genre. Yeah. I don't think you're going to know it. Tell me what you thought about when you were gone. Is this Hello Goodbye? It's the starting line ah. the best of me. And this drum break in on my disc, man, you've never seen someone so excited. Are you ready? We never grew out of this feeling that we won't give up. Oh my god. <laughs> this is. Ch- it's just like distilled generic pop punk i was gonna say that like i felt like i was like okay i know what the drums are gonna feel like with this song and then it's like oh well this is a different song i don't like this version of the song but the other one i was like okay kind of sweet nah it's exactly like my personality you think it's gonna be sweet and then it's spicy you know what's also funny about this song is it's called the best of me and it sounds so much like the best of you by foo fighters to me what i guess i could see that but that starts acapella. Right. Not the way it starts, just the way that it feels. That song kind of rolls, too, to be honest. Oh, that song. I, I got another confession to make. I'm no fool. Fool Fighters kind of fucking rule. Oh, no. They absolutely are fantastic. But this song, I didn't. I had the whole CD. This song was on. I didn't really get that into the starting line. I found them to be a little too poppy, but I liked a lot of that kind of music. Like, I fucked with Yellow Card hard. I loved, obviously, Good Charlotte. That would be too on the nose, of course, to include. I don't. To me, I'm like, I, I don't know the starting line very well. I feel like they were a band whose name I heard, and I was like, okay, I, you're kind of like a there were this type of... There were so many, but I'm like, are they like the Academy is No, they were very like... 
They were yellow card without the violin. Okay. That's how I would define them. Okay. So Fallout Boyish. Fallout Boy was whiny. Fallout Boy was very whiny. I didn't like them for that reason. Hmm. It was like, I feel like there was this brief moment, and maybe this is not accurate, so fight me, but I feel like there was this brief moment before kind of emo took over mm. where it was kind of more clarified pop punk. Yeah. Where, yes, a lot of the themes and the lyrics were the same, but the singing style hadn't yet been kind of corrupted to be like am i more than you bargain for you right. like, with the exception of tom DeLong, no i in the music i was listening to i wasn't really hearing that until a little bit later yeah again that could be personal i don't know but like alkaline trio i fucked with hard like i had the x remember that la punk band x oh yeah Fucking. i saw them live once you did? Yeah, at uh, Fuck Yeah Fest, one of the years that I wow. first moved to LA. I just feel like if there's an era of my life that I could, mm, I mean, again, I would never write a movie about my entire life because it would be bad and sad. But there was such a clear picture in my mind of me in my bedroom that was still painted from when I painted it at nine years old. But now the walls were completely covered floor to ceiling with clip outs of punk bands. You yeah. could not see the walls, all four of them, fully covered. I don't think you understand how many pounds of paper that was. Also, I had a bunk bed that I had convinced my parents to get for me as an upgrade from my kid bed. Right. Thinking I'm going to want bunk beds for all my sleepovers. Of course. I don't think I used it a single time for a sleepover. So I just, joke's on me, slept on the bottom bunk alone for it's all of weird my childhood. That, every time you tell me this, I'm like, it's weird you didn't choose the top bunk. I was scared of falling out. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense because then the next year I lived in a loft, but whatever. <laughs> Listen, my life is a story. <laughs> it's a, a rich tapestry. So anyway, me in my room, trying on clothes, taking selfies in my mirror, covered in lipstick words, in my like cool pics, <laughs> Nikon cool yeah. pics or whatever. Oh God. There's so many discarded cool pics cameras around the world that just <laughs> Where have did like- they go? Some teenage girls like mirror pics in them. It's just a dude. My mom has the mirror still. She texted me a picture the other day, and I have this giant anarchy sign and lipstick right in the middle of it. Oh so my like, God. couldn't really use the mirror. And then a bunch of good Charlotte lyrics written on it. On the mirror. On the mirror. So it was, the mirror was just like a a dry like a essentially a dry erase wall for you. Yeah, and I think it was like this personal protest of. I mean, I did deeply care about what I looked like, but I think on paper I wanted to seem as if I didn't. Sure. Yeah. So I was like, I can't even fucking use the mirror. Ah. It's, it's very funny to me that your mom was so like un, like phased by the anarchy symbol that it's like, oh, she just has it now, and it's still yeah. there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very funny. It's just stuff in I don't know the greenhouse, I think hmm. somewhere. Well, that's where you got to keep it so the plants can <laughs> see themselves. Yeah, plants are anarchists. I think that's canon. Yeah. I, my next song, okay, uh, I have two, no, I'm going to pick the New Order one. Uh, there are two songs that remind me of college specifically and like just feel like they set the scene for like, oh, this is my college life and this is what, essentially the version of You Only Live Once for My College Life and that's uh, Age of Consent by New Order and This Must Be the Place by Talking Heads, uh-huh. but I'm just going to play Age of Consent because it's the better one. What? It's not. As soon as I said that, I was like, that's dumb. You can't compare. It's true, I can't compare. But this is like the song where it's like, whenever it'd come on, my friends and I would be just be dancing and like, it was almost like an endurance thing. We're just like, we gotta keep dancing until the song ends, but it was so fun. It has one of those beats where you're just like, gotta move. Exactly. Can't you stop moving. feel like you're hopping back and forth. And I feel like this is, I just see like... Yeah, what's the scene? 
I don't know, I just feel like it's us having fun in, specifically in my orange tree apartment in UT, and, like, I can just see the camera, like, pulling back out through the window, and it's, like, dark outside, but, like, our living room is the only thing illuminating it, but, like, we're oh, dancing inside and just fucking, like, having the time of our lives. Is it, like, kind of cutting in and out of super slow motion? I imagine, like, that's the end of it, it's just, like, the pulling out and seeing that we're, like, the only people alive on a fucking Saturday night or something. Alive? Are you? Is your story a zombie fucking I meant movie? alive, like, lively. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think know. I said livid also, which is yeah. not what I meant. No, yeah, You're livid. You're so angry. Just absolutely pissed on a Saturday night, which is what the Brits would call it. Can I get that tattooed? Absolutely pissed on a Saturday night. That's what I'm, I'm going to tweet that on Saturday. It feels like an Arctic Monkeys lyric. Honestly, I'm going to tweet absolutely that. Absolutely pissed on a Saturday night. Isn't it Saturday right now? I'm tweeting uh, that tonight. Yeah, please do it. it. <laughs> We're going to see what happens. That's a great tweet. My only reservation about this song is I feel like I've heard it in a lot of movies. But for that same reason, I'm like, that's why it would be good. Yeah. It would I, make your movie feel like a real movie. I feel the same way about both of those songs, though, where it's like... Yeah. They pro- like, they are just what I feel like at that time and, like, like was my college song. And I have so many scenes in my head where it's, like, this exact feeling of, like, people just scream singing lyrics off-key and just, like, like trying to do the... Dr- like, one person just on the couch just trying to do the drums very fast as everyone's just, like, doing, like, a weird Charlie Brown-type dance back yeah. and forth to it. Are you sober in this? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that's a little more fun. When yeah, you're sober and you're I, able to get that loose. I never enjoyed being drunk because I was like, this just weighs me down from being able to dance and do fun things. Yeah, I mean, I think some people need it to dance and do fun things. Right, and I get that, but I, I, I do feel like it's a very special friendship. It's a very certain type of intimacy to be able to just like be a freak oh, stone yeah. sober. Yeah, that was Especially in a group. The I mean, the thing is like we all were just like I think the like tenant of our friendship was just that we're all doing stupid shit and we really like each other enough that oh. we're fine doing the stupid shit. So Isn't it was that like so special though. Yeah, it's the greatest. Oh, I kind of miss that looking yeah. back cuz that's really hard as an adult. It's so hard as an adult and it feels also like it's just so much easier to get exhausted by as an adult you're just kind of like all right we can't do this all fucking night okay when you say exhausted do you mean exhausted physically or like you don't have the same kind of emotional stamina both yeah yeah where it's just kind of like one bar into song you're like i'm actually exhausted i have to lay down yeah or it's like i'll be like ah let's go out dance and then we'll do it i'll be like i'm gonna take every other song off and then come back in and then at some point just be like how long are we doing this and leave and i'll be like oh it was 90 minutes yeah there is like a weird tedium to it yeah i feel that too i wonder if that's age or just i don't know personality i don't know i still feel like i dance a lot but not with people so i'm like i like dancing alone the most yeah it's the best i'm in a corner not on my list okay are you ready for Mm -hmm. my next one I'm looking at this now and realizing this is a terrible playlist. <laughs> uh, in my defense, I threw it together quickly and I'm very tired, but it's fine. Okay, not this again. Not this again. All right, listen. In my head, I put this song on here, even though I do not like this song. I would yeah. like to repeat, I do not like this song. Okay. But I, again, I was trying to be like as non-fictional as possible. And this song... <sighs> it had a moment in my life because I went through this trajectory of like being very angry and disconnected and isolated. And then I kind of started to like soften up and work through my shit and like open back up, especially to my family. And I won't get way into it, but like I had a massive tragedy in my family happened when I was nine and it really affected my mom and she kind of disappeared for a while, at least as I recall, I could be wrong. 
this song to me is one of the first times I remember like connecting with her again as like a young adult and being like, whoa. Right. She's been here the whole time. What the fuck? And it's, well, listen, I'm just going to play it. <laughs> is this a Carrie Underwood song? Uh, no. It's Your Body is a Wonderland by John Mayer. Oh. Is it weird to dance around the barn with your mom to a song about, I'm pretty sure, fucking all day? I think that's sweet. Is it? Yeah, I feel it reminds me of them dancing around to uh, Crash Into Me and Lady Bird. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. It's me, my mom, and my sister doing art in the barn. That bass. And just like my mom being like, play it again! Play it again! Play it again! And just bumping the, I think it was what, Room for Squares? The album, his debut oh, album? Yeah. Bumping it on a boombox as loud as it'll go, and my mom's shaking a fucking maraca. I think that's kind of wonderful. Hey. Oh, I wasn't Aye. intended. And also, I'm realizing this is maybe the first time I've heard this song in full. Really? Yeah. You it, remember this part? Swim in a deep sea. Well, I definitely didn't know. I never listened to it of my own accord, but it's like I only heard the like, your body is a wonderland, and like nothing else of this as a kid. Really? Yeah. You didn't have a John Mayer phase, huh? I didn't have a John Mayer phase. <laughs> so you but know I this do. Part. It's a wonderland. Just got my mom going. Not typical for her music taste, by the way. Very I feel like strange. I get it. It's it's very joyous and bubbly, and it just feels like a good time. Yeah, and in my head, yeah, I close my eyes and hear the song. It's my mom. Because the barn is also a recording studio, there's all these random instruments in it. Yeah. And so anytime my mom really heard a song she liked, really fucked with the song mm -hmm. she would just like i don't even think consciously pick up whatever fucking shakeable thing she could find and just go ham on it that's awesome so it's my mom in the corner like shaking i don't even know what this instrument's called it's it's a wooden little stick like you hold and on the end is a cylinder a big fat wide cylinder and around it's got metal edges of oh, the thing where you shake it's like, shh, shh, yep shh, and it's got little metal beads wrapped around yeah. uh, the edge and when you twist it's like shh, 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 shh. i have no idea I what that, that is called. either but anyway, my mom just in the thing. corner, killing it on the percussion. Yeah. And me and my sister, at first we were like, Mom, stop, stop, Mom, stop, Mom, stop. Okay, all right, fine. And now we're all fucking jamming. That sounds like a dream. That, that I mean, that's truly a movie moment. That's it's why really I was nice. like, I have to put, I know this is a terrible song. I, I don't think it's a terrible song, honest. though. It feels like a, you've got a good memories attached to it, and it's clearly something that, like, you enjoy at a time. So I'm like, is it terrible? Okay, you're right. Yeah, it's a good song. It's, you know what? It's a good song. Yeah. I've come full 180 on this. It's I, good. I've not heard the lyrics. If it's, un, if it's punchable in some way, cool. It's, but oh, it's, it's clearly very, very, not. Very, very punchable. But it's like, it's not the lyrics that are giving you the feeling of enjoying it as much as it is the like memory of yeah. what it means. So or I'm like. Sing with my mom. One pair of candy lips and your bubblegum tongue. Is that the. Uh -huh. the okay. So it's a. It's very sexual. Mm, very it sounds sexual. to me like it's a Candyland themed uh you know what? You're Game. correct. It's like operation. Instead of removing the organs, um, you're just fucking and the organs are all candy. You got a dog bone in your hip <laughs> and I'm going to pull it out. Your eyeballs are what... gumdrops. <laughs> <laughs> Spaghetti is Jesus' brains. 
<laughs> Jesus's praise. Yeah, you know how they do that thing where it's like uh like a haunted house? Oh wait, I think I've this, never heard the Jesus part. Oh god, this might have been a fucking uh Simpsons joke actually cuz it's like the body of Christ, the blood of Christ. And it's like the 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 eyes of Christ, the, the brain of yeah. Yeah, no, that's definitely Simpson specific. Oh whoops. I think it was usually like these are guts and you put your hand in a bowl of pasta and it's yeah. like these are eyes and it's peeled grapes. I never did that as a kid, so my only connection to it is like, oh yeah, the Simpsons. Oh, we should do that. Why don't we throw a Halloween party where we build a shitty haunted house? That sounds like so much experience. work for me to live out a Simpsons joke. Oh, it's so fun though. You never live unless you stick your hand in a bowl of un wait, peeled. Peeled grapes. Is it peeled grapes? They're peeled. And those are the eyes. Yeah, but wait, how the fuck do you peel a grape? You just the you just use like a very a peeler on a grape. Uh-huh. I don't know that that works. That skin's very thin. Well, if the peeler is small enough or like it's so not one of those commercially, like big... Commercially, how are they doing this? Probably they have tools tiny, to do it. Tiny children with tiny, tiny peelers. Maybe. It could also just been like tiny knives. They're like scraping the bits away. I feel like it's not that hard. They should be so expensive. I kind of want to go get a grape now. I'm like, this is, it seems very easy to me. I've peeled them with my teeth and fingers, but it's like, I don't know, 45 seconds per grape. Mm. I don't feel like you could do that Look, for you a put, can. You put in the work. Do the people even eat peeled grapes anymore? I feel like that died. That trend is over. I didn't know that was a trend, and I Fruit don't think I've ever bought... The peeled well, grapes. I think for those, it's like either genetically engineered to not have the peel, or it's like... How is that? That's like genetically engineering a human without skin. We can genetically engineer uh, grapes that taste like cotton candy. I think we can do anything with foods. Is that... I don't know. Is that genetic engineering? I thought it's it not, was... Maybe it's not genetic. selective breeding. Right, but I'm saying like we can breed different types of fruits it makes sense to me that someone might have been like all right let's do one without the seeds you remember grapples hell yeah that was i believe could be wrong probably wrong injecting grape flavoring into apples oh that's funny was it actually even like grown differently or was just a red delicious covered in grape flavoring (laughs) listen a lot of conspiracy theories opening on this episode it sounds like grapple is like the fruit version of that heinz purple ketchup oh god remember collard ketchup what collard ketchup colored oh no they had a whole bunch oh i remember the green and the green and yeah. purple and red i think there might have been a blue red is just the normal ketchup red still a color counts you're, you're right you're right they added that in initially they should have called it catch down catch down mm-hmm. catch down what's your next song so my next song is actually catch down <laughs> It's so ironic that you it's just said that. a deep cut you have not heard from the Strokes. Yeah. Uh, no, this is, uh, I mean, I feel like with all these, I'm like, I've already talked about this band at Definitum, but like this was one of the defining groups that I listened to in uh, college, and that's Ra Ra Riot. Of course. Uh, I love Ra Ra Riot. The Rum Line was an album that like I fucking fell in love to and like would listen to uh, all the time and just fucking, I used to get like... If I had a good night, I would just, like, ride my bike around the UT campus late at night just listening to, I think, Dying is Fine mm. by Ra Ra Riot. And I, like, went and saw them multiple times. I've just had so much fun with this band. But this specific song, Can You Tell, just feels like mm-hmm. college love to me. Dude, I also listen to this at the same time. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, still, I have a playlist that's called What If I Get Married, and this is, st- is still on it. Because I'm like, it's still a very sweet song to me. Would you, this wouldn't be your first dance, would it? No, no, no. That's probably something by the Beatles. How long am I supposed to wait? I think about you nightly. Oh, can you tell I'm losing sleep? I thought I listened to this in high school. What year did this come out? 2011. Wow, really? That recently? Mm-hmm. Hello, editor's note. Uh, it was 2008. 
Don't tweet at me. And there was a remix of it in Booksmart recently, and I was just like, whoa, what the fuck are they doing? That so they were pulling. So cool. Huh? That soundtrack's so cool. It's, it, it genuinely made me go like, what the fuck are, is Olivia Wilde like trying to play me? Like, uh, it was very, <laughs> sp- yeah. I love this song. It's funny, it feels very early 2000s. It does. I but feel like it was at the tail end of a period where this kind of music was just like, yeah. what every high schooler and... Just me when you turn your eyes. It's so vibey. It's so, yeah. Oh, I love that. So in your movie, you're falling in love in it? Mm-hmm. I think it's the same kind of thing. <laughs> these are just basically, I'm like, look, either this movie takes place in high school and it's those songs, or it takes place in college and it's these songs. So I'm like, it's the same driving scene. All one sequence that's like 10 minutes long with a bunch of songs? No, I'm saying like, it's it's like... If it takes place in high school, then the driving scene is the Stroke song. But if it takes place in college, then the driving scene is this song. Aha! Uh-huh, so you've written some alts for us. Essentially, uh-huh. I'm, yeah. I think it's either this movie is either called Tenth Grade or College <laughs> or Fifteenth Grade. Fifteenth Grade, <laughs> sophomore year. Honestly, why don't we continue with the grade system in college? I want to be in 20th grade when I get my master's. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually. If I go back to school, you know, I might be taking a little bit of a. 15 and a half grade (laughs) i recently thought like that idea for the first time popped into my head i was like what if i got a master's degree and then i was like right i actually don't have a bachelor's so that would be at least eight years away yeah Mm, that's kind of a kooky idea maybe if like i don't know i get married and then my spouse dies maybe i'll do that oh like if you just got a bunch of money why not well i meant more time and loneliness but yeah yeah yeah, money too money i love when people above the age of like the considered college age go back to school because it just feels to me like oh they're doing this because they're dedicated specifically yeah. to learn they're not like well like this education. is what you do at this age which i'm like that's when you should go to college you don't need it when you're 18 all the time but if you're like later on you're like i would love to learn more about this thing it's like cool do it so school is just for my brain what a dream I do love a linear process of being able to please somebody. It, if if I like a topic, school is the only way that I can get shit done, which is why it's like, oh, cool, I don't finish anything that I like care about now anymore. Yeah. And but, also education. Like, how much of your education now is from books, and then also how many books do you read? Like, it just drops off so steeply, I feel like, unless you really make sure it doesn't. Yeah, I feel like my only education now is, like, if I commit to learning something, then it's like, cool, I'm going to read a bunch about it on the internet it's like that's pretty condensed but i just also it's like i don't feel like very unbiased <laughs> so it's hard to know if this is like facts or if this is kind of more of like an opinion well, i don't really i don't confirmation really bias. anything that would be need to be based on facts oh, okay yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like technical skills or like if i haven't like, like a, adobe audition exactly uh-huh. or i'm like uh this math thing i don't understand it i want to look at it again it is interesting i feel like that I don't know, maybe this will change soon, but that I still don't think that street smarts, if we can still call them that, yeah. by which I mean, okay, I'm proficient in Photoshop and Premiere and Audition and Pro Tools and um, iPhone software and I can fix my computer by myself and all those skills, but if I don't have a great vocabulary, I'm still seen as not that educated sure Do you know what i mean like yeah. we still value scholarly type education more than actually kind of knowing how to right. operate in the modern it's very classist in it that is classist. yeah it's it's the idea that the only true barometer for smartness is 
uh, saying shit that is like, okay, this is scholarly and it's defined. It's what we've always defined as education, but it's like, that's not as useful in the real world as like being someone who like learned all of the shit they need to do to like someone who can live alone and just proficiently do everything that they need to do is so much smarter than someone that's like, well, I've read uh, 15 books this month and therefore I know a lot about these different things. It's like, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to compare, but I do think it's funny that I, I feel like I often feel very unintelligent and it's like, wait, I do know a lot of stuff. I just don't know like fucking history. Suck my dick. I mean, also history is just the most like un. It's just sort of like there's so much to know about history and it's all, like you said, like very biased and very like, uh-huh. oh, well, even if you learn about it in his school, it's like you're learning about it this oh specific God. section of my it. My textbook, I got in a huge fight with my AP US history teacher. In fact, she canceled class and threw a book. She was so fucking mad because me and this kid, Zach, me mostly, called out the textbook for being pretty racist. Mm. Like they were talking about Jim Crow and they were describing, I'm trying to even remember what happened. Like, I think a bunch of slaves, like five or ten slaves, men, I think, like rose up and killed some slave owners. Like the and Dred Scott massacre? That might have been what it was. Yeah. yeah. I d- really don't remember. But the not, way. Not the Dred, never mind. I know what you're saying, but not. I truly don't remember. I'm sure people are screaming right now. But there, there it's a historical thing that was a catalyst for a lot of other shit. And yeah. when we were studying it, the textbook was using very subjective language to describe these men. It was sure. like calling them like brutes and like savages and i was like this is fucking racist right. and she got so mad at my accusation that she slammed the book onto the ground from overhead and canceled class for the day hmm. and so it's like even if i did pursue an education it so depends on the teacher on yeah. the textbook on where i'm learning it i mean we're really getting off topic but you know what i mean it's just frustrating yeah i yeah the educational system in general needs a revamp but i think that they're also college-wise needs to be a shift to understanding that vocational schools and like even just learning shit specifically to be like I want to pursue this career is just as valuable as being like I fucking have an English degree and therefore I'm a smart person but I also don't know how to do all of these other things and my parents are helping me yeah my parents pay for my apartment right okay I think that also is worth noting in like your character quilt yeah whatever sorry I'm really annoyed today I guess listen it's not my fault they're called Hormones. Well, what's your next song? Okay, so I have... This is my last song. And this, I needed to pick a song since I spent all the rest of this on under 20. Sure. That basically, I feel shoehorns us into my adulthood. Um, and I hate, again, that it's just such a... For me, cliche. But this band became a huge part of my life. And to this day, has actually effectively changed my life, strangely. And I remember first hearing about him because a classmate of mine was like, he knew my music taste and he was Mm -hmm. like, hey, have you checked this out? This was right after I graduated high school. And I was like, yeah, whatever that is. I don't care. And then finally, like six months later, he pops up, I don't know, on my, wherever I found music, blogs or something. And I checked it out. And this song, the second I heard the first like two bars, I felt like I just melted. And this song was my gateway into this artist. And listen, I just have to play it for you. Okay. Restacks by Bon Iver. Ah. So this that's a, how you got into Bon Iver. Yeah, this was the first Bon Iver song I ever heard. I think I was a year out of high school, just coming back from a very traumatic trip abroad. And it just, like, washed over me. It feels like you had a very, this is going to change your life, Garden State moment. Yes. Yeah. And then that summer after I already had graduated and came back to the island, 
I started dating a person I've been friends with for a long time, probably the healthiest relationship of my life. Only lasted for the summer and then he went back to college, but I just remember like when I visited him once in college before we broke up over in Boston. Mm. <laughs> you know, my two weeks in my canon, my two weeks in Boston, of course. Sure. Um, playing this in his dorm room just over and over again and being like, we're in love. This is my life. I'm an adult this now. It's just like really dreamy yeah and just pretty it's just a pretty simple song it really is i like it i don't know that i'd ever heard anything like this when i first heard it it does feel like when boney Vare came on the scene it was very much like you'd heard pieces of these this type of a song and other things but like with this kind of a voice i think it felt very unique and everyone's like oh holy shit this is music now yeah, and the, I think the voice doubling he did was, like, so iconic. I think that's what he's doing. Yeah. I think he's singing the lead twice, right? And also just these little hammer-ons and stuff. It's just, like, I don't know. It really ended up changing my life. It I does feel like it. Echo Mountain Folk. Echo Mountain Folk. I like that. Yeah. I think also the whole story of that first album really resonated with me um, for Emma Forever Ago because, you know, he had he was really having a hard time. Like his band had just broken up. His girlfriend had just dumped him. And he was like, all right, my whole life's fucking over. Right. And then goes out to his uncle's cabin in Wisconsin and writes this whole record, records the whole thing. It sounds like shit because it's recorded in a cabin, but it's fantastic. And that was the album that got him all the buzz that then got him all the deal to do the huge next record, which is also fantastic. And yeah. Also played a huge role in my life, but is that, uh, Bonnie bear. Is that the self-titled? Self-titled yeah. was the second one. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know the order. Yeah. Yeah, and then now his most recent one, which is good. Is that 22 a million? 22 or is that, a million. Okay. It's just not the same. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you like like more industrial type beats and very electronically driven, it's, yeah. a, it's a good record, but that's not why I got into the artist, so it's like hard. And I'm honestly like a little bit it's his 808s and heartbreaks exactly but i am not sure that he will come back to it Mm. i don't know is it possible that he could have an evolution that you might like though from that it's like if he comes out with his my beautiful dark Souls fantasy i feel a bit like perhaps he's not like doing well Mm. and i'm afraid that you know, it might kind of be the end of, I mean, hopefully not the end of his life, but definitely maybe the end of like his career as it was. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. But just from what I've picked up in the concert I saw most recently, I was like, this is, I don't know what's going on, man. It doesn't seem good. Hmm. I hope he's okay. Paris for Boney Bear, RT, smash. Yeah, click to pray, everyone. (laughs) And that is my whole chronology. What is your finale? I, I have, I can't, I'm honestly having trouble picking between a few ones here because there's one that I'm like, I really just want to play this song, but I'm also like, it's not really, uh, what's the word? It doesn't, it's not true to life. Okay. If you want to fake it, go for it. You're Uh, allowed to do that. It's your podcast. I'm going to play, uh, the one that I'm like, when you have a good fucking day in middle school, like when you feel like some, like you hate this person and like something shitty happened to them and you're like, good that's exactly like i just the idea of like even just yeah vindication Uh. is this song uh by laura mvula and it's called that's all right i love this it's such a good song i hadn't heard it until uh once i oh this is good and that's all right 
But if I might, I'ma stand and fight. Lauren Vula is this uh, British Nigerian singer who. Hi, editor's note again Lauren Vula is West Indian and Jamaican, not Nigerian. Never forget that I don't know a goddamn thing I'm talking about. It's just like so fucking great and talented. I. I want to say she has a good tiny disc, but I might be confusing it with someone else. But this song just feels, there's a part in the middle where it just like breaks out with horns. And that's where I'm like, if I'm having a good day in middle school, I'm walking down the hall just like, I'm fucking untouchable today. Uh-huh. Yeah. I also imagine the uh, music video for uh, Weapon of Choice where Christopher Walken is dancing. Yeah. Like the part where he flies off, I hear right here. Whoa. Yeah. The made you the center of the universe but yeah i really really like this it's a really good song yeah it's just beautiful such a a good yeah it also just feels very like bouncy to me in a way that in middle school or like even when you're young you know when you're a kid and it's just like the most the songs that you really caught on to are like the ones that just make you like you're just like, it's bouncy and it's fun. Kind of like Mockingbird, but like, I guess, not, I guess not like Mockingbird, but just like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like when I was a kid, I didn't care so much for what what a song meant to me other than it was like, is this a song that I find is dancey? I'm like, cool. Then I like this song. Yeah. And hooky. I think yes. Hooks are a big thing for kids. Yeah. But can I remember the melody enough to sing it later? Does it get stuck in my head? Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's so sweet. Well, thank you for taking me down uh memory or maybe you know potential memory lane <laughs> yeah there's a lot of memories there yeah yeah i had other songs that were just gonna be like well this is just what a song in or a time of my life was represented by Here, let me read some of them uh just the entire sleigh bells album treats that first one was my high school soundtrack so it was like the killer's day and age uh i thought about that moment when you like see someone that you like and there's an open seat next to them and you're just like should I should I fucking go for it? Like uh, that song, Can I Sit Next to You by Spoon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Rhinestone Eyes by Gorillaz for the first time you get dumped because it just feels so like paranoid and like just like weirdly frozen being like, this sucks, but I can't fucking do anything. Mm-hmm. And Romeo and Juliet also for the first breakup. It's like Romeo and Juliet. Who that? Hot sex on the planet just to get you wet. Wait, I know. I don't know. I know who that is, but I don't. Something we never gonna regret. And it's gonna be the bomb. This is what I bet. Twista? Yep. <laughs> I gotta say, I don't remember who's exactly. Tupac? No, no, no. Well, it's not Dire Straits. Silky but Fine, I think. Silky Fine. I could be wrong. I feel like it's Silky Fine. Dire Straits is the one that sings this Romeo and Juliet. Oh, right, yeah. Romeo and Juliet! Love struck Romeo! Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Bob Dylan, but that's Bob Dylan. I got you. All right. Thank you for listening! <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.